This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, Jim, I think we need to address the elephant in the room because I feel, I don't know if this is true. Maybe I'm just blowing this out of proportion, but I feel like you've been staring at this goiter on my neck already this morning. I wouldn't say staring, but I've taken a gander a couple times. It's hard to not look at. I know. This is like my third weekend. Do you get ingrown hairs? No, I don't. I've got an ingrown hair on my neck. Mm -hmm. and Are you sure that's what it is? Yeah, there's something under there, man. I thought it was a second head growing in. (laughs) It's a quado. It's a quado from... uh, Is that Mad Max? No, no, Total Recall. Total Recall, yeah. yeah. I got a little... Hey, guys. (laughs) You better better be careful, Jim. This this second head I'm growing is going to make you obsolete. I know. It's just going to have a higher voice than yours. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Taz and Quado. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Feed me. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what to do. I do. I have to book an esthetician appointment. Let me see. Let me... I've gotten yeah. them before, and the situation has always resolved itself. Like eventually, the the ingrown hair will come out, and it's pretty wild when it does. Like it, they get like thick, and it's like a piece of cable almost that comes out of your face. I've seen some internet videos where a, a pretty epic yarn is removed. But I think part of the problem is you're touching it all I the time. I can't stop. That's why it's so big and like disturbed. Yeah, I'm growing aggravated. my I'm growing my facial hair out to cover it up again <laughs> this week. Isn't that going to mean more ingrown hairs? I guess, but we won't be able to see them. Oh, they're outgrown. I guess so. Keep well, them outgrown, and then they can't ingrow. <laughs> sure, stop shaving so much. But I need to. I think I need professional help. Hmm. Is it der- dermatologist? Because a dermatologist appointment can take forever to get. Yeah. Or can I just go to an esthetician? I've seen some of those tools, and it looks like almost like a see-through vacuum cleaner hose, and they put it up to whatever the blemish is, and it zaps it somehow. I don't really know how it works, but I don't know if it's for acne or something, but maybe that You think I need a zap? I think you need need to zap it out of remission (laughs) or whatever it is. Hopefully it's not. I don't need it to go go into remission. You want it to come out, right? Yes, there's something in there. Yes. And and I want it out, for hmm. sure. I've I've tried a couple things at home, but they haven't been working. By a couple things, I mean squeezing it as yes. hard as I can. <laughs> it looks so red. It's like bru- it's a bruise. But then now. if you don't, it's the same thing when you had acne in high school. It's like everybody says, "Do not touch it," but you. It's so hard to not touch it, especially if there's you know a whitehead in it or something. Or, yeah. So you got to get rid of that part. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was playing with it, Uh-oh. <laughs> like in my sleep. It's like in your dreams now. Do you want me to go get a Band-Aid from the first aid kit and I cover it up, mind. or is that going to make Could it you worse? you get some foundation or something? <laughs> uh, so I've got, on, like on my neck, I've got an ingrown hair, and it's very noticeable. Um, I was asking if anyone has a solution. We got a call. Should we play this call from Adam the Plumber? I think it's a good lesson out there for the kids. Don't okay. play with it. Don't play with it. Yeah. Adam the plumber from Brantford just called us, and hearing about my ingrown hair struck a chord with him. This is kind of disgusting, so you've been warned, but this is what Adam had to say about his experience. I, uh, I have a crazy story for you. Man. I had a golf ball on the side of my face. What was One it? Time. It was uh, ingrown hair. 
right? I thought it was cancer. So I went to the doctor, all that stuff. And it was just an ingrown hair. It got infected, right, from touching it like you have uh, been doing, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't and, stop. Yeah, yeah, right? But anyways, it turned into, like, me having to go to the hospital every day, taking, like, uh, a four-inch gauze out and put in every day, bro. I could shoot. I could, I could squeeze it. I could shoot people with, like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, seen like, that though. You put the gauze in the wound. It's so gaping. Oh that you, my like, god! Plug it. So I should go see somebody about this ingrown hair sooner than later, is what you're saying. You should, right? But the, the, what they do with the zapping, what uh, Jim's saying, is they, it's like a freezing tool, right? Yeah. They zap it, like they freeze it, right? And then, uh, yeah, they they they, they cut it. They're cut if it's big enough, they'll cut it and take it out. Well, what you could do too before that, right? If you're if you're not gonna go right away, just really boiling hot water on a on a rag, and just stick it on there, and make it loose, right? Okay. And, uh, right? I say you keep it. What a cool party trick you're doing! Like practice <laughs> target practice at the party. Right. And like you know, I, oh, I was high school that. too. Mm. Huh? So you got to worry about the social implications. Oh no! I was part of your right, so I, I had my <laughs> social friends, right? So I, but like, yeah, buddy, I, I got, uh, I got made fun of, but I made it the best of it, right? Well, <laughs> anybody that made fun of me, I just squirt them. Disgusting. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> on the four hundred one, the four hundred one, just a typical day on the four hundred one. You never know in Ontario what you see on the four hundred. Hey, Jim, this video you've posted on the Taz and Jim Facebook page is getting a lot of comments and shares. It's uh, people making an interesting decision getting onto the 401, it looks like, right? Yeah, yeah. They're calling it Brampton Off-Roading because there is a, <laughs> there's an off-ramp that goes into Brampton, and it looks like there must have been some sort of accident or slowdown because the traffic on the off-ramp area is at a complete standstill. So the 401 is kind of running parallel to it and that traffic is moving nicely so you see people from the right side that are uh, uh, on the standstill traffic one on the cutoff cutting across not on like a, a different road or even a service road just straight across the grass up and down the ditches as they're going in this video itself there's at least six cars doing it and we got a Toronto man's doing a play-by-play here yo I don't know what happened but I don't know if I'm that desperate to cut across the bush these mans are, yo, this is crazy, bro. <laughs> Y'all are really doing that. Should I do it too? They're cutting the, I ain't never seen this before. <laughs> yo, I don't know what You know, happened. you could be not surprised to see a truck doing it. You know, guys in trucks, they're a different breed yeah, kind a of a lot of time. You know, yeah. a, guy, a guy in a Jeep has been waiting for this oh, opportunity. Yeah. I wish there was a river between us. But there's also just, like, normal sedans going Honda across. Civics. Yeah. It's tough, though, once you see the first guy do it. And and if it works out for him, it's tough not to join in, right? You're like, hold on. That guy did it. Yeah. And now he's cruising along the sure. 401. Follow the leader. And I'm sitting here like a loser. Yeah. And if I pull in, somebody else is going to pull in behind me, and the cop's going to get the guy behind me, so I'll be free. Might as well give it a try. But it, there's, like, tire marks. Like, I don't know how many cars had done this because it looks like is it there's a, a kind of a goat road? It, it, You know, sometimes there's, like, the, the little... Uh, Only ambulances can take Yeah, this. the emergency vehicle 
It's route? not because it's not even a short route. It's not even directly across. It's like on an angle. <laughs> and it's up and down ditches. It is not a planned road <laughs> at all. It's a bit of a bumpy ride. Hopefully you're not trying to take a sip of your Tim Hortons while you're cutting across <laughs> that grass. Whoops. Spilling everywhere. On the 401, the 401, just a typical day on the 401. You never know in Ontario what you see on the 401. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Hope you had an amazing weekend. Uh, I want to say happy Easter to anyone who was celebrating over the, the weekend. It was Orthodox Easter, Jim. I see. My um, in-laws, the Ukrainian side of the family, they were all celebrating. We went to Grimsby, had an unbelievable feast. Nice. I wasn't going to eat that much, but I don't know if you know the tradition with, uh, with Orthodox Easter. They take a basket of food to the church, and the priest b- blesses it. Yeah. So I w- I had to eat as much as I could, right? Get, get some that, blessings in you. Get that holy food in me. <laughs> oh, my God. The food is always so good when I go to the in-laws' house. No doubt. It was incredible. And it was so uh, nice outside. Absolutely gorgeous. We actually went to uh, 40 Point in Grimsby, the beach there. And I I was pretty happy to hear there was a group of girls who were probably 19, 20 years old, and they were lying on uh, a blanket on the beach together listening to Y108. Mm-hmm. So they were listening to rock and roll music, singing along to Ozzy Osbourne. Love it. And I thought to myself, uh, I wish I could shake their parents' hands. They did a great job raising those kids. Mm-hmm. And it'd be a little weird if you went over and shook their hands. Yeah, They're still a little too young. I was going to so go parents, over and be yes. like, hi, uh, ladies, uh, I notice you're here suntanning by yourselves. <laughs> I'm Taz from the radio station you're listening to. But, Get away uh, from us. Even though I was with my wife and kids, yeah. still a little, a little creepy. So I didn't. Uh, but Brian ladies, West could have pulled it off. <laughs> if you're listening right now. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool that you're rocking to Ozzy Osbourne on the beach yesterday. Very nice. Uh, Ryan, who is one of our producers, is telling me about his weekend. I don't really understand what this is. So, Ryan, can you explain to us, you watched a pay-per-view on the weekend. What was it? It was a big boxing event. There was maybe like nine fights in total. Um, But the, the deal with this boxing event is, Almost everyone in there is some kind of a content creator, like from YouTube or TikTok or something like that. But there was one guy who was in the lineup who actually had pro fighting experience prior to uh, showing up at this event. He had never boxed before, but uh, he you may have seen him on WWE. What's his name? Well, he, he's gone by a bunch of different names. His real name and the one that he, he used in the boxing event is John Randall Hannigan, but he was known in the WWE as John Morrison. Okay. So this he, is like uh, social media influencers fighting each other for on a pay-per-view? Like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, that's what they're doing. Yeah, too, well, it seems yeah, like that yeah. is, <laughs> that's where all of this is headed. Yeah. Uh, one big online celebrity death match. But it's funny because people see these influencers and they're like, oh, they got such a punchable face. And now people <laughs> are actually punching their faces. Well, exactly. It's, uh, they, they have seen, like the Paul brothers have taught all the other social media people that if you want to make some real money, yeah. Get in the ring. So did the wrestler guy just whoop his competition or what? 
you know, it, it started off a little bit even. Uh, the guy he was fighting was actually uh, Harley Morenstein, who is the uh, the big bearded guy from Epic Mealtime. If you yeah. remember that YouTube channel. Uh, Canadian as well. He's from Quebec. And uh, it made it. they made it all the way to round three. But, uh, I mean, there's a pretty big height difference between these guys. John Morrison was like maybe six foot, six foot one. Harley is six foot seven. And, wow. Uh, but the epic mealtime guy right. lost. Yeah, yeah. Harley he, got he got served an entree of a time. knuckle sandwich <laughs> with a side of <laughs> yeah, another really. knuckle sandwich. What's the <laughs> name of this event? Yeah, it's called Creator Clash. And, and what's cool about Creator this event is it's all, for, uh, it's all for charity. There were 15 different charities. They raised over $100,000. Oh, good for them. That's uh, awesome. That that's so awesome, it but really it's cool funny because, like, for my son, who's six years old now, the people who he'd probably be most impressed to meet in real life are, like, for us, it was, you know, if we bumped into Jim Carrey at the mall, we'd freak out. Movie mm-hmm. stars, TV stars, you know, recording artists. But for the young people, they are just blown away when they meet the the YouTube uh, creators in real life. Yeah, and the weird thing is the YouTube creators are doing it at the peak of their career. Like, they're doing very well. When there's a celebrity death match or a celebrity boxing match, it's always Screech from Saved by the Bell. It's always <laughs> Yeah, the washed-up up celebrities. They're just desperately trying to get attention, but the influencers are doing it as their career is still doing well. Yeah, so they're still popular and they're getting in the ring. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, how impressed, speaking of uh, young people meeting celebrities... How impressed were the students at St. Columban High School, Jim, that their uh, their dance DJ on Friday was Jim from the Taz and Jim show? Well, I will say I signed a lot of running shoes for some reason. I'm not an athlete, but one kid like <laughs> asked me to sign his shoe. And so then every kid asked me to sign his shoe with a Sharpie. So I apologize to all the parents. Whose shoes I ruined. (laughs) Ruined your kids' kids shoes. shoes. Yeah, yeah. So, Jim, if you missed it, he was uh, invited back to his alma mater elementary school, St. Columban, and there was an elementary school dance, Mm -hmm. and you were playing the music. What was that like? It was reassuring. I liked it because they still dance to Macarena. They all know the Macarena. They all know the YMCA. A lot of them knew the cha-cha slide, so I said that, you know, the dance generation... Uh, of the future is looking pretty good. They're all participating. Uh-huh. But then I threw the slow song on, Perfect by Ed Sheeran. I asked a couple girls what songs do you guys want to slow dance to. They said Perfect. She does. She wants to dance to Perfect with some guy. So I put it on, and if man, did it ever take me back to my time in those those grade school dances because it was the boys' on friend group side. and the girls' friend group, on and they the were trying side. to push their friends to the middle, <laughs> and the two kids were both running you back. You do it. Oh, you do it. So the two, there was like two kids who they people kept on trying to push in the middle, but it wasn't happening. So I got on the mic, and I asked one of the teachers to dance, slow dance with me. So I started slow dancing, and whoa, then whoa, they whoa. slow danced. You slow dance with one of the teachers? What She's does a, your fiancé think about this? Uh, she was super jelly. No, <laughs> it's a, my sister's friend, actually. I've known this uh, teacher for my entire okay. life. She's a few years older than me, but she's from my hometown, too. So, But did that spark the kids once did. you two started dancing? The kids got in the middle 30 seconds later, and the kids went nuts. Like all the other ones, oh, my God! It was hilarious like and then i went outside after and like these kids ran up to me and one kid's like did you see my brother dancing 
I was like, the one with the girl? I was like, yeah. Word had already spread through the school that quick. That a boy danced yeah. with a girl. I was like, your brother's a stud. He's like, oh, I know. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We'll send that one out to the Dalai Lama. <laughs> what the heck was that all about? A little odd. It's just proof that the old saying is true. You can spend your entire life being a spiritual leader, advocating for peace, nonviolence, and compassion. But you ask one kid to suck your tongue, and what do they remember you for? <laughs> it is weird. It, it's, it makes me uncomfortable to think about. If you don't know about this, uh, Dalai Lama had a kid sitting on his lap. There's a video of this, and he sticks his tongue out, and uh, apparently I didn't watch the video either. Just just the headline creeped me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he asked the kid to suck his tongue. Um, <sighs> there is there's an explanation. The Tibetan people are saying it's not what... It's a common phrase over there, and it's not what people think. Yeah, it may not be as creepy as it seems on the surface. It might be, but it may not be. He sticks his tongue out and says, suck my tongue. (laughs) Yeah, but apparently, uh, so this article is from Vice.com, and uh, Tibetans are saying that uh, it's, it's a cultural thing lost in translation, uh, often it's a way that older people tease younger kids. They use a Tibetan phrase called che la sa, which roughly translates to eat my tongue, which is just kind of a fun way to interact with children and tease them. Mm. So maybe it's kind of like if the Pope did the got your nose trick and then everybody in Tibet would be like, he stole the kid's nose. Can you believe the Pope <laughs> ripped the kid's nose off yeah. his face? How? No, no, it's an optical illusion, everybody. <laughs> no, it's just my thumb. It's my oh, thumb. I don't know. <laughs> but still. But still, let's, Dalai Lama. You know, traditions are traditions, but... Because uh, the, the, the Dalai Lama has also said, I, I'm not good at English. Like, his English, he's only started learning when he was 48. So he, some things don't translate that uh-huh. well. Eat my tongue, suck my tongue. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, maybe, that's the excuse. Maybe it's time to start practicing English a little bit more there. Use that tongue for something else. You, you don't want a misunderstanding like that to happen <laughs> twice. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Okay, we're talking about traffic jams here. This is a traffic jam you probably wouldn't mind being stuck in. An Oregon man, Colin McCarthy. He's 38 years old, and he was obviously um, inspired by something or someone to do what he did. Tuesday, he's driving down the highway, opens his window, and starts hurling $100 bills out of his car window. Hmm. So you can just imagine the drivers behind this guy. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Do you think he caused a bit of a traffic problem? Mm -hmm. He was doing this for so long, the cops started getting calls about it. There's some dude throwing... Uh, $100 bills out the window of his car. He threw $200,000 total out of the window. And the reason he did it is because he wanted to bless other people. With a rear-end accident. (laughs) So God told him, I guess, to... (laughs) 
There's better ways. Throw. This is crazy in so many angles here, but yeah, that's a lot bless of money. Other people by putting their lives in extreme danger because <laughs> when they see piles of money on the highway, yeah, guess what? They're getting out of their cars and they're collecting that money. Here's a few of the people who who grabbed some cash. This guy was driving up and down I-5, dropping out tons of cash. Some friends called me and said that they got two thousand dollars. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Pretty exciting. I'd pull over, honestly. I wouldn't care. How could care. you not? Yeah. $200,000 flying out of this guy's car. Uh, cops found him. They gave Colin a warning for littering. Uh, they thought about charging him with reckless endangerment or disorderly conduct for creating a dangerous situation on the road, but they didn't. So he got a warning for littering. Really? Uh, you had some people wanting to give the money back. Here's the uh, the police dispatcher. We have one of the people who picked up the large sum of cash, $1,800 worth, pulled over to the side of I-5 wanting to know what to do with the money. What to do with the money? Give it back, according to Colin's family. I don't... I, that guy sounds like he got busted. He's like, oh, no, I was planning on giving it back. I wasn't <laughs> taking it. No, I thought he fell, I thought he dropped it. How about that? Do eh? you think you'd be a giver-backer? No, I would take it and run away <laughs> for sure. Colin's family says that his decision to spread the wealth has left them broke. Wow. They're asking anyone who picked up the money to return it. Uh, The police can't do anything to help them because although it was a family account that he took the 200 grand out of, his name was on it. So it's a family issue. It's not a legal issue. Holy cow. But... the people who blessed him better keep calling in his prayers because I have a feeling his family's pretty angry with him. <laughs> Start a GoFundMe for to pay him back? How mad would you be? Well, I wonder what happened because there obviously is a family fallout. Like, I'm sure this guy is the problem. I got a feeling. Yeah. Yeah, like he's the black sheep or, you know, the one who causes problems in the family all the time. Well, his decision-making needs to be questioned. Clearly. He may be in need of some help. Mm-hmm. If you've got $100 million, I mean, yeah. and you want to throw away 200000 that's one thing. But if you throw away all the money your family has, you got to think there might be some uh, mental health issues that need to be addressed with old Colin there. Mm-hmm. So, if you picked up some of that cash, do what you think is right. Maybe the Lord wanted you to have it. Yeah. He works in mysterious ways. Or maybe this is a test, and you should give Colin's broke family their money back. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We've talked about this website before, rentahitman.com. Mm-hmm. A bunch of guys made it a website as a joke, rentahitman.com. They started getting actual requests from people. <laughs> So they started working with law enforcement, sending them tips like, yo, this lady in Detroit just asked if we'd kill her husband. So police investigate and they arrested a woman in Detroit not long ago mm-hmm. for uh, contacting rentahitman.com. <laughs> well, they, they've just arrested another guy, uh, 21-year-old guy in Tennessee named Josiah Garcia. He contacted rentahitman.com to see if they were hiring. Oh. He's a member of the Air National Guard. Back in February, he submitted his resume <laughs> asking about obtaining employment as a hitman. You're laughing, but this freaks it's, me out. It's scary. To I, think there's people yeah. out there like this. But he's so stupid. That's the thing. <laughs> well, that's even more dangerous, isn't it? So well, he says he wants a job that pays well. 
his military experience could come in handy. Quote, what can I say? I enjoy doing what I do. So if I can find a job that's similar to it, such as this one, put me in, coach. Wow. Very cash. The police let him on for two months, went back and forth with the guy uh, just to make sure he wasn't joking around. When they realized that he was serious, he, he said he'd be willing to kill someone for as little as $2,500. That's an insult to the guy being murdered. No kidding. He said he'd uh, collect fingers and ears as trophies for his Whoa. clients as well. Uh, he, he finally took his first job, accepted his first job for $5,000. And then he asked if he needed to take a photo of the body as proof. And that's where the cops were like, okay, you know, this guy's a psycho. Yeah. They swooped in and arrested him. He's been charged. This website's amazing then, but it's only getting the dumbest of the dumbest hitmen. You yeah, because I mean? if he did a quick Google search, it would have come up that rentahitman.com is not a real website. Yeah, and any good like potential employee does some background research on a company. I just don't trust this guy. <laughs> He's not responsible. <laughs> He's a bad employee. Mm-hmm. 30 people over the years wow. have been arrested thanks to rentahitman.com. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. NHL playoffs getting underway today. And I guess there are some confident Leaf fans out there because uh, we just mentioned that one of our listeners, Dave Gibbs, huge Leaf fan, uh, said that it's going to be the Leafs in six over Tampa Bay. Um, Now we're getting other predictions from Leaf fans, and they're all saying Leafs. Leafs in five. Sweep? Any sweep predictions? Oh, no. boy. <laughs> we're not there? Leafs in okay. five, Leafs in six is what we're seeing a lot of here. Okay. Nobody's that confident. <laughs> How could you be? Five's pretty confident. I mean, five is like a gentleman's sweep. Uh... <laughs> That's a great phrase. <laughs> a gentleman's sweep. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know that'll make them feel bad. I mean, a, a gentleman's sweep would be that Toronto wins the first two at home. Yeah. They, they give one to they Tampa. They let them win one. Just let them win them. one. And then, they, and then they sell a few more beers at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Then they put them, put them out of their misery real nice in game five. Lay, <laughs> lay them down real nice and soft on the pillow before they put they them to bed. Give them a little foreplay first, they tuck right? Them, they tuck them in for the summer. <laughs> We'll talk, obviously, you want to get into the Leafs tomorrow because uh, Tuesday night is when that series kicks off. So let's look at the the series getting underway tonight. 7 o'clock, you got the Islanders and the Hurricanes, Dev. I mean, really, the the focus for I think the Eastern Conference. No offense to Carolina or the, well, in particular the Islanders. I mean, this is Carolina's to win. So the, the Eastern Conference is just going to be an absolute beast in the playoffs. Carolina, really good team. Boston, obviously, a really good team. But then you've also got New York uh, and the as in the Rangers. You've got the New Jersey Devils, Toronto, Tampa. Like it's just going to be an absolute juggernaut. So if you're the Islanders or if you're the Florida Panthers, I'm sorry to say, but those two teams, I would be shocked if they get to the second round, in particular the Florida Panthers. Put a number on it. Islanders, Hurricanes, how many? I'll put five games for Carolina. Okay. Gentlemen sweep. Gentlemen sweep. And that one, <laughs> Panthers, Bruins. That's a, that's, that's a raw dog sleep. 
<laughs> a, a, raw, a raw dog sweep? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Uh, Florida. A little, oh, mercy. A little more graphic than yeah. I was expecting. No safety. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Couldn't really plan on, uh, you know, but Boston's going to Boston's gonna win that comfortably. Call that a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am sweep. <laughs> <laughs> the wild versus the stars. Uh, please, and please remember, this is a family show. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is the who cares uh, uh, six games. Yeah, six games. Yeah, no for one, who? For Dallas. Yep. Okay. <laughs> for one of them. Yeah. For <laughs> for one of the two teams. Kings versus the Oilers. I'm assuming you're going to be picking the Oilers in this series. I'm picking the Oilers, but I'll say this: I do not want the Oilers to go far. Like, no. Here, here's my thing, and we, we can get it more, more Toronto, more Toronto more tomorrow with Toronto. If the Leafs aren't going to win the Stanley Cup, then I want no one in Canada to celebrate. Like so like yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's the opposite. If the Leafs don't win, you cheer for whatever Canadian team is left. Absolutely not. Oh, Over no. my dead body <laughs> is Connor McDavid going to lift the Stanley Cup ahead of Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. All right. And we're not even talking about the Winnipeg Jets. Who cares about the Jets? I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Edmonton will win this. I'll give them six games. But if if the Leafs can't take it home, nobody in Canada can take it home because I I like it. I like I'm I'm like I'm burning it down. Like I'm burning everything down. If Toronto doesn't win, we're all going down. Peacock gets a little feisty, maybe a little horny around uh, <laughs> <laughs> NHL playoff time. We'll get into the the rest of the series tomorrow. During your segment. Thank you, Dev. Ka-ka. The Daz and Jim Podcast. This is kind of funny. BuzzFeed put out this list. They love their lists over at BuzzFeed. What are things that were actually good until they got popular? Hmm. Okay? Okay. Uh, food trucks come in at number six. Because food trucks used to be you'd get a pretty good deal if you went to a food truck. But now the complaint is... That they're charging restaurant prices. Yeah, they became artisan food trucks. And you're eating in a parking lot. Yeah. Huh, that's funny. Uh, Some are still old school. I love it. Just like cheap fries and cheap dogs. Love it. Etsy. You ever go to Etsy.com? Yeah. It used to be filled with talented people's handmade items. Now many accounts are just reselling items bought at Walmart or Amazon. Uh, I, I have bought a couple things that were like handmade crafts or... You know, pretty innovative uh, little gifts on Etsy. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there in a while, but apparently it's not what it used to be. Hmm. Las Vegas used to be good until it got popular. It was always the same. What do you mean? What, 1950? I think people are just complaining that things have become more expensive. Yeah, that's true. Vegas has become less classy and way more expensive. Hmm. The Food Network used to be a good place to learn new recipes and techniques, but now it's nothing but reality competition shows and stuff that's over the top. Chalk one up for the History Network, too. It's just turning ridiculous about aliens. and yeah. stuff. That's not history. How about the Learning Channel? I'd oh, say yeah. if there's one channel that has gone from, you know, classy to trashy, <laughs> it's the Learning Channel. All yeah. it is now is, like, housewives and... Sure, I think I had Honey Boo Boo on there for a while. <laughs> It should be called the Learning What Not to Do channel. <laughs> and number one on this list, things that used to be good until they got popular, Taz and Jim. Ooh, <laughs> that stings. 
and my wife sent that oh, one. Oh no, Uli! <laughs> uh, garage sales, what? yard sales, and flea markets, because vintage reselling is now hot. So you can't get a deal anymore or find a treasure like you used to be able to. You have professionals going out there and getting yeah. all the good stuff before you have a chance. Same goes for Goodwill and Value Village. Those yeah. guys, that's like a per- permanent job, a full-time job basically sometimes. Well, I, I, I started wondering why we can't get cool clothes like 70s clothes at Value Village anymore. And I, I realized it's because I'm old now and the 70s were so long ago. Yeah, because right? in the 90s, it was only like people were just cleaning out their closets and there was a exactly. fresh batch. Like, uh, you used to call uh, Goodwill dead people's clothes, right? It's <laughs> yeah. so like, hey, let's go buy some dead people's clothes because sure. when someone dies, all their stuff gets donated. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the people who are dying, uh, they, their wardrobes are from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... Or the early 2000s now. Yeah, yeah, but uh, plaid shirts. There's going to be a ton of plaid shirts. <laughs> Ripped jeans. The grunge era? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't expect a deal on them, though. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Debbie, you're going to play a game here, okay? Okay. You ready for it? Or sex move. It's a good move. You're not kidding. That's a good move. Wrestling move or sex move? Jim is going to give you the name of something. You just guess whether or not it is a wrestling move or a move you can try with your partner or partners in the boudoir, okay? Okay. First one, Jim. Wrestling move or sex move? Belly to belly. Belly to belly. I'll say wrestling move. You are correct. It's a suplex where you're facing your opponent for an overhead throw. (laughs) Number two, wrestling move or sex move, the chairman. The chairman. I'll say wrestling again. I'm sorry. A lot of chairs in wrestling, but no, this is a sex move. Your partner sits on the edge of the bed, and you sit on them facing the other way. (laughs) Number three, wrestling move or sex move, the keister bounce. The keister bounce. Oh, jeez. I'm going to say wrestling. I'm going to bounce you off got the ring it. On butt. Yep. It's a generally a woman's pro wrestling move where an op- opponent wraps up another opponent with their legs and slams them on their butt. Number four, wrestling move or sex move, splitting the bamboo. Splitting the bamboo. <laughs> Ooh, Could okay, go either well, way. Could go either, Could way. Go either sex way. Move. Sex? You are correct. <laughs> yes. An advancement of the yawning position, which is my go-to move, by the way. This rather adventurous position. Why is that? Because Sarah's always yawning when you're exactly, in the Exactly, Tad. You got it. <laughs> this rather adventurous position requires the woman to stretch her legs over the partner's shoulders. The splitting of the bamboo. The final one here. Debbie, you're doing pretty good, but you got to get this one right. Headbutt to the groin. Wrestling move or sex move? Headbutt to the groin. Headbutt to the... I don't think you'd want that in a sex move. I'll say wrestling. You got it. Jumping off the turnbuckle. Headbutt to the groin. There's some kinky people out there that would probably enjoy the headbutt to the groin. You never know. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're into, enjoy. No judgment. Uh, You are going to see some great wrestling in Hamilton. Congratulations, Deb. Nice, thank you. First Ontario Center. Yep, all elite wrestling. Dynamite Rampage, June 28th. We'll have more wrestling move or sex move for a bunch of tickets tomorrow.